So I'm going to do this at the beginning of the episode, vice the end. This is the third and final installment of the 320 International Crisis Center. Hope you've enjoyed these small tidbits as much as I have editing them. You also may have noticed that I've been on a classical kick for this particular run. The music you've been hearing at the end of each jam is a tune by Rossini called Il Barbier di Siviglia, or The Barber of Seville. I know, my Italian is terrible. Uh, judge me from a distance. Uh, it's the most familiar of the acts. Anyway, don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your weekly dose of whiskey and rocks, whether it's Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and enjoy the rest of the episode. I think we've beat this horse dead enough. Um, here's a conversation that you and I had, Whiskey. Um, we were talking a little bit about insider trading. I'm switching gears a little bit. That's a hell of and a year change. It's like a whole new scene change. We're not even the same ballpark. Nice. Here's a conversation that we had. This is something that came up in my feed, and uh, and I'm gonna we're gonna talk about finances a little bit here. So for any listeners who might be bored to death, uh, go ahead and tune out for a minute and go to back to what it was you were doing. But for anybody else who's interested, Fortnite. Oh, it was Fortnite. It was Fortnite. Fortnite. That's right. Go back to your Fortnite, young kids, kid, childrens. Uh, Senator Kelly Loeffler dumped millions. In stock after coronavirus briefing. So this is a senator from the state. I can't remember what state she's from. Georgia, I want to say Georgia, Republican Georgia. Yeah. So uh, basically, the Senate's newest member sold off seven figures worth of stock holdings in the days and weeks after a private all senators meeting on the novel coronavirus that subsequently hammered U.S. equities. Now a lot of people seem to be bringing attention to us bringing attention to this saying it's it's insider trading it's uh it's kind of it's criminal it's a terrible thing to do but you and i whiskey we had a little bit of a discussion about this and uh i'm curious to you can go ahead and talk about your thoughts uh, thoughts about it so is that public information well it's a senator who received a briefing at for like they are a senator, so they. How do I put this? They've received a briefing that, that um, not everybody is privy to, and therefore they made decisions based on information received from that briefing that people were not privy to uh, until afterwards. That said, you had a differing opinion on the matter. Not public information. Uh, rule number one I was about to type it. Because I typed to you first time. Rule number one is never assume the market doesn't know you what you already know. Okay. So if you're trading, you're trading. The market already knows. Like um, I won't say the stocks, but I got friends all the way down the street that do that work at major corporations in very strategic places, and they'll say buy this. Um. But understand is that they only they're not necessarily party to the different stocks that are going on. So he's a political person, unless he's saying the government will now ultimately control this product. That's different. If he if he just said the coronavirus is out there, sell my stocks. That's 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 not insider trading. That's like. 
I got a briefing. It's real. Um, the Economist out of the UK is, is is a prime example. They actually have the 1843 and several other research wings that talk about business intelligence and actually and, and how um, business intelligence affects their, what's going on. Sorry, my TV is about to turn off. I'm old. Um, but what they'll do is they'll do research on your behalf and they will tell you the different risks. Um, another company that I'm associated with is Gardner's. Gardner's is a think tank that does research in different portfolios. They'll actually help you balance the different risks. The governor got a particular research uh, benefit of such research and said, I'm going to sell my own personal stock portfolio. Is that a crime? No. Is it insider trading? No. That the brief he was given is based on uh, published sources that the, the thing was that, that the virus was present. Wuhan has already been operating on the global scale for months. So are we anywhere near anywhere ahead? I would say not. Is it did he get information that no one else got? Not really. The World Health Organization was telling the world for months is a problem, but they did nothing. So, so ultimately, yeah, yeah. So ultimately, it's just like if you didn't, if you weren't paying attention, you weren't taking it seriously, shame on you. And the stock market was going up at that time, so it wasn't a good time to sell. They got the briefing. He looked at the stock market going, it's still going up. It's a good time to sell. So I sold. Let's hmm. move on with life. Yeah. I mean, I sold my Tesla stocks when they hit over $900 because it was just worth it at that point. Right. Because it had never been that high before, right? Uh, Well, I bought them at $138. I sold them for $974, and I had literally never heard of coronavirus in my entire life. Right. Interesting. (laughs) I have no thoughts. Yeah, I think so. That's a great point. Like, here's here's a question because, like, I think Jen is in the same boat as me, or maybe even to an extent, uh, Cognac. Like, what do you have? What advice do you have, whiskey, for? And uh, and we we don't know what it means to invest in all that kind of stuff. Like honestly, it's something that I haven't quite figured out. Connection. Okay, you, you shut up for a second. <laughs> it's true because on this... Sorry, Go ahead. I turn my uh, my 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 um, video off. Yeah, we gotta kill no, the camera because it's all cutting out. Like I can't yeah. see you at all, and it's I couldn't even hear you. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, it's true because I've got a good job, but I have nothing to my name. Like I have no house. I live in a house share of five people. Yeah, I have a good job that pays a lot, but yeah, I don't know. How do you decide what you're going to invest in? Well, the London Stock Exchange, uh, what do they call it? <laughs> I know most most of the European wealth runs the London Stock Exchange. So what? Listen. I'm not going to give you that glorious advice. So London Stock Exchange, what you should do is go to a bank, open an investment account, 
in whatever retirement savings if they have that in the in the UK. Do they have a retirement savings plan in the UK? I mean, I've got a very good pension, so. No, no. So that's my that's question. Do they have a retirement savings plan? I don't know what that is, but I've got the best pension in the UK that you can have. That's all I know. No. So I keep paying into that. Okay, okay. okay, so your UK pension <laughs> that you pay into at work, they pretend that's just going to pay your rent. Do you want to go to the bakery? Do you want to go have a couple of pints? I mean, I've got the best pension in the whole of the UK, so I'll be no, fine. No, but what he's getting at is a pension is all well and good to maintain your basic standard of living. Yeah, that that's something you pay into um, as a when you become a pensioner, right? Like that's something that you pay into, and by the time you retire, that's something that you'll be able to collect. This is something different. What we're talking about is investment. So, Example: I made eight thousand dollars on my Tesla stocks because I bought low and I sold high. And that's money I can put into a tax-free savings account. No, for I, I think you're money, money in the waters a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. so Jim, so what we're going to get at is, is that pretend your pension pays your rent. It pays for the minimal things to make you alive. Because that's a, kind of what happens in North America. Let's say your savings is your fund money that gets you to the Central America so you can do this participate in sexual tourism that makes all the middle-aged people happy and moves on with life. Um, <laughs> it's essentially fun money, right? So, so my parents, um, they never had a pension, so they paid, they, they, they have a bit of money, but not much. I will have a pension, um, but it's enough to pay my, my, what's left of my mortgage and my property taxes and a bit of money to live on. It's, it's, it's not, it's not enough. But the problem is that if you invest $100 a month at age 21 until you retire, you'll, 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 you'll be really happy. If you start at age 30, you have to pay four times as much in order to actually meet the same level as the person who started at 21. And since you are you know, a generation behind me, I advise you to start saving what you can. A hundred dollars a month will save you some money. So what happens is you say, "Well, when's the best time to invest?" So you you, you say, "Well, what's what's for a hundred a hundred dollars is like thirty five pounds." So you take that money and you you take it to a you put it into a brokerage account or a savings plan, and what they'll do is they'll invest it for you at particular things. I will tell you that today or this time of year is unprecedented in the amount of times. The stock crash that happened last week has not been seen since 1929. It's once yeah. in a multi-generation dip in stock prices. So if you don't invest if you don't invest until it hurts, you'll remember this moment as well. The, okay, so let me put it um, in this way. Maybe I can help out as well. Um, is in terms of your paycheck, in terms of percentage, what it, what is it? Do you save? Like, do, what do you save in terms of percentage? There, Jen. I mean, I live in London, so it's quite different, but very little. Okay, so a good rule of thumb 
Um, and this is obviously it's not for everybody, but a good rule of thumb and, and advice that I've received and the advice that I try and adhere to is try and save about 25% of your paycheck. That's right? a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's quite- it's a lot. No, it is a lot. It is a lot for some people. If you can do it, if you can't scale it back. If you, you can't scale it back, that's okay. That's not a problem. It's a but very different can, situation where you, when you're in London, it's quite hard to explain this to people, even in the UK that don't live in London. I have a okay. very good salary and a very good job for my age, but okay. nearly, I'd say, forty-five to fifty percent of my more my monthly income goes on rent, and I live in a house share of five people. Yeah. Yeah. That's I then have to pay a hundred and. Fifty pounds a month just to get the tube to work, so it's quite hard in the London. Like, um, it is the balance because people say you chose to go to London, you chose to do that, and chose to go there and work there. And I have friends that live back home in the countryside who have a house by now, and yeah, that is a sort of trade-off to make. But it's very hard to like quantify London versus normal life because it's just not normal. That twenty five totally comes from our comes from our grandparents or our parents who bought houses for, you know, my grandparents bought their house for sixteen thousand dollars in nineteen sixty one and just sold it for over a million because they live outside of Toronto. Yeah. So um, whiskey, whiskey. What whiskey has done is actually done a really good thing. He shared uh, an infograph here, and he said, and it shows maximum recommended budget percentages. Thirty five percent goes to your housing. Um, twenty five percent goes to just everyday life. Fifteen uh, percent goes to transportation. Fifteen uh, percent goes to debt repayment because that's a big thing, especially if you have student loans or anything like that. And then ten percent is a suggested for saving, um, if you can do that. Now, even if you can't do that, even if you can squirrel away, say like fifty bucks out of a paycheck, um, if you're if you're making decent money, if you can squirrel away fifty bucks out of a paycheck, and and look towards investing that you've if you think about that you know it's a hundred bucks let's say what do you get paid like every two weeks me it's every every month works every month you get paid sorry go ahead let me just finish this off because i gotta i gotta run but um what i what i want to leave people with is if you have a mutual fund right now um that you've been paying into over a long time it may be worth doing some, it may be, hashtag maybe, worth doing some personal research and pulling the funds you're able to out of your mutual fund and investing them into secure investment stocks. I don't think um, any other than a mutual you fund and is tied know what that a mutual means. fund a mutual fund is tied to the market in general and that means the bank's kind of running it for you uh, but uh, right now in Canada it may be worth hashtag maybe I refuse to be sued for your financial loss stop saying maybe hashtag worth, maybe. you're not you're not a hipster come on grow up i'm wearing both a hoodie and sweatpants right now yet so yes i am it may be <laughs> worth uh pulling your mutual funds and reinvesting that capital into something you can track yourself maybe 
Pot. I believe that's the good night wave. That's probably a good time to to hit the hit the hay there. All right, guys. Have a good night. Night night. Bye bye. Ladies haters. Oh, <laughs>